Sports Box fans, and welcome back. We are here. The NFL season is here. And I am... I, I am livid. I mean, I am so happy. Livid isn't the right word. I'm ecstatic. I am ecstatic. This NFL season could potentially be one of the best NFL seasons we have ever had. An 18-game season. I mean, 18-week season. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. We got we got a little dose of what it potentially could be on that Thursday night game, and we're going to go into that Thursday night game right now. The reigning Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hosted America's team, as we all know, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> now, th there's a lot to unpack about this game, but I, I think the biggest thing, and the thing I'm going to keep going back to is, my God, is Brady amazing. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole offseason, we heard it was Tampa's returning all 22 starters. And I'm going to be honest, I got a little sick of it. I, I, there, there was a part of me that just, I mean, they kept for, force-feeding us. Tampa's returned all 22 starters. Tampa's returned all 22 starters. This hasn't been done since 1992 when the Washington Redskins did it. You know, like, we, I don't think I could go a week without hearing that leading up to this game. But Brady's the man, and we and we we've known Brady's the man. I, I'm I'm not saying that, you know, the seven rings and the unbelievable career he had hasn't shown that he's the man, but it's crazy that he's 44 and still doing this. Like 44 in football years is a great grandfather. That is 44 in NFL years. So the fact that he went out there on Thursday night, threw for 380 yards. Four touchdowns and had two interceptions. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the way that he can get the ball out so fast, I mean, you'd think you'd be watching a second-year guy. You wouldn't think you'd be watching a 44-year-old just slice up defenses. And it's it's not even the fact that he's – it's not even the fact that he's so fast. He's so smart. I mean, <laughs> there's this one play – and people are blaming Michael Parsons. It was, a, it was a simple, you know, play action. Then it was a feed to inside to Chris Godwin. But this dude, I mean, it, it's crazy how good he is at just being able to manipulate the linebackers. I mean, I, I don't think I have seen anybody, as in my time, that's been able to do that good of a job of just being able to manipulate defenses. Maybe uh, Peyton Manning is prime. But it's just crazy. It's, it's truly crazy, and, and it, it's something that if you're a fan right now, you just got to appreciate it. You do. I mean, you, you can't – you can hate him all you want, but then, then you have to appreciate how great he is because he is the greatest football player of all time. He's not the most athletic, but he is damn straight the greatest NFL player that we have ever had. So the Buccaneers look great, right? I mean – the biggest, you know, the big thing coming in this game was the Bucks were favored by nine points, right? The Bucks are favored by nine points, and obviously because they were returning all twenty-two starters, and everybody said the, the, the Cowboys are getting blown out by forty, but the Cowboys held their own. The cow, the Cowboys held their own, but then they turned back to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Look, I, I think that there's there's this whole idea that you know. And from what I've heard in the past two days as well, the Cowboys, they almost won, but they don't look like that good of a team. If you really watched the game, you'd say, well, you know what? 
The Cowboys look good. Because you know what? I I, I know it, it. It's a it's an L in the the win loss column. I know I know there's an L. And the Cowboys are 0 1 to start the season. But when you have a game like this, I don't think you could be terribly mad. And here's why: because Dak Prescott. I mean, for a guy that didn't play football for the past year, hasn't really, hasn't had any live game action action since October of 2020 when he broke his ankle or fractured his ankle, whatever they want to call it, when he literally lost his ankle. When he hasn't played a real NFL game since then and he came out through for 400 yards and had three touchdowns, you wouldn't think he, you, you would honestly think that he played in the preseason and he played all 17 games last year or 16 games last year. You wouldn't think this guy broke his ankle. It was, it, and it wasn't just the throwing. It was how calm he was in the pocket. He, he, he looked great. But the problem about this game, and, and this is a big thing for the Dallas Cowboys if they want to go forward and you know have hopes of uh, the Super Bowl, you can't have your quarterback throw 58 times. And, and this goes to Brady, too. I mean, I, both quarterbacks threw a, a tremendous amount of times, you know? And, and Brady threw 50 times. Dak threw 58 times. And I think this brings me into my next segment where, look, I understand that the NFL is evolving to a more pass-heavy league, right? It, it, without a doubt, it's, it's, it's going in that direction. I mean, we already see it with what Mahomes is doing and how incredible he is. I'm expecting Josh Allen to have an absolute monster season because of just the pass-heavy offense they have. They have no true number one running back on that team, Zach Moss. No. So it, it's definitely becoming a pass-heavy league. But for 58 times... That's too many. That's too. That's too many. That 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 is you, you. You can't win a football game that way. And it showed. It showed. And and I know Brady threw fifty times, but you you just can't throw that many times and expect to win a football game. Now, obviously, the talk of the town right now is Ezekiel Elliott, and and, that, and that's the biggest takeaway that people are taking away from this game. Ezekiel Elliott this, Ezekiel Elliott that. Yes, he had 11 attempts for 33 yards, zero touchdowns. And everyone's pointing at the one play where, you know, open field, he gets tackled by a dude who was just caught by the Eagles like four weeks ago. Like, as a guy that's being paid that much money to do and at the top of his league and supposed to be expected to be that top premier running back, those are the type of tackles you, you got to shake. I mean, I, it's, 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 it's plain as day. Those are ta- And I know Blake Jarwin missed his, tack- his block, but I don't care. I mean, that, that's a type of play where they, that's why they pay you that much money, to make those types of plays. So I'm not dissing on Zeke because I do think that people only looked at it and said he was bad. This dude saved Dak Prescott from breaking his ankle again. I mean, it, it was pretty evident that if he wasn't there making those blocks, Dak would have been sacked at least five, six times. He's only sacked once. And Ezekiel, I would say, it's safe to say he was one of the better block. I mean, he, he, he played a hell of a job blocking. Running, he's going to have to get better at that. And I think that's why the 58 times is too many. You got to involve Zeke into the run game. I, I I know that Tampa has this phenomenal rush defense, but I, I would have liked to see the Dallas Cowboys run the ball a lot more. And same with the same with the same with the Buccaneers. I mean, both the running backs struggled. Leonard Fournette had 32 yards. Ron Jones only had 14 on four attempts. It, look, it, I I think with such a long season, these running backs are going to have to be involved a little bit more. You can't expect to throw the ball 58 times every single week and your quarterback not get tired at some point. 
So let's talk about who's catching these balls from these quarterbacks. Because I, I, I think we saw some excellent, excellent receiving um, on Thursday night. And let's start with the man, the myth, the legend, a number one receiver, Amari Cooper. You know, <laughs> we, we've heard it all. We've heard it all. We've heard it all as Cowboy fans for the past two years. Ever since we made the trade with Oakland, trade that number one for Amari Cooper in 2018, we've heard it. Amari Cooper's not a number one. He's never going to be a number one. He doesn't show up in the spotlight. He can't do this. He can't do that. Where are they now? Where are they now? 13 receptions, 139 yards, two touchdowns. Where are they now? Where are they now? I, I'm, I'm just curious because I'm not really hearing those Amari Cooper haters anymore. And I don't want to overreact by one week um, because obviously there's a lot of football still to be played. But Amari Cooper completely obliterated the Bucks secondary. I mean, it, it was almost like he was going against college corners. It, it wasn't fair. I mean, he made it look, his two touchdowns, he had almost like the cornerbacks were like, here, have the touchdown. They made it look, he made, he got them so lost that they didn't even know what to do. They didn't even know what to do. So, Amari Cooper, I mean, big things this season. And with this receiving core, this guy's, I mean, it's, it's truly incredible what he was able to do. I mean, 139 yards on 13 receptions. I mean, he, he that's tearing up a defense right there. But the other guy that tore it up was Antonio Brown. And, this goes to the next the next part where we talk about the vintage players we got to see. Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Brady, if you want to call him vintage. But no, Antonio Brown. I mean, it, the it, you know it's all it's all it's always a it's always a character issue with Antonio Brown. The the, the play was never a problem. I mean, it, it shows right here: five receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown. The plays, yeah, the plays there. We we know what. We, we know what Antonio Brown is. It's just always the character issues. There's always something that's going to hold him back. So hopefully not this year. I'm, I'm, I'm really rooting for A.B. this year. And, it, I mean, he had a phenomenal game. Now, I'm taking it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I am taking it with a little bit of a grain of salt. I'm not riding so high on this one just because of the cornerback matchup he had. Anthony Brown was guarding him. I mean, that dude, I mean, let's be real. I mean, he wouldn't even touch a roster on another team. But since the Cowboys are so desperate at secondary, I mean, they they, they need him. They need him. Um, so, like I said, vintage Antonio Brown is what we saw on Thursday night. Another guy is Rob Gronkowski. I mean, eight for eight, 90 yards, two touchdowns. This Tampa team is going to be good. I, I don't know if I could say they're going to go back to back. Because one, it's terribly, it's, it's tough. It's extremely tough to go back to back. And I, I, I just can't, with the way this team is constructed, I know they're returning all 22 stars. Look, that secondary got torched by the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, Amari Cooper had 139 yards. CeeDee Lamb had 104. He had some bad drops. If he would have made those, who knows how the game would have gone. He had some bad drops. Could have led to some sort of success. The... The Bucks secondary is going to have to get better. We'll see what the problem is with Murphy budding. He exit the game early. That's my biggest concern going forward with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the secondary. And then the other guy is Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a funny, funny receiver in this league. I mean, coming out of Texas A&M, he, he was this go-up-and-get-it receiver. And back then, you were like, yeah, go up and get it. That, that's, that's what you want in your league. That's what you want. They're like a Megatron. It's... NFL's evolving. You you just can't, and that's the that's the big thing with a lot of these guys. And I think the biggest problem is Jamar Chase. 
I mean, we see these guys come out of, you know, the collegiate level expecting, oh, let me just go up and moss the guy. You, you can't do that anymore. You can't. I mean, it's, it, it's. I feel bad, but at the same time, you have to learn how to separate. Mike Evans can't really separate. But, you know, I got to give some props to who was guarding him. Because I haven't heard one show talk about Trevon Diggs. Not one. I haven't heard one show talk about Trevon Diggs. And I think he needs his respect. I think he does. Look, Trevon Diggs, obviously, second year has, I mean, the he has so much pressure on him this year, especially from Cowboy fans. Because he's the one that's going to have to make the biggest leap this year. If the Cowboys want any chance this year, he has to make the biggest leap. And in the first game of the season, boom, I saw it. I saw it. I said, this dude's now legit. Rookie year, he had a few interceptions. Those are kind of gimme interceptions. He's legit. On primetime, first game of the season, holds Mike Evans, went guarding him to one reception on three targets for 10 yards. Oh, and Trevon Diggs also had an interception. Just want, just want to put that there. But one reception for 10 yards. We're talking about a dude that people consider a top 10 receiver. <laughs> and it wasn't like Trevon Diggs wasn't guarding him. He, got, he covered him for 83% of the game. Which is a huge portion of the game. <laughs> so... Trevon Diggs needs his respect because I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Look, the Dallas defense, they, they still got to work on some things, but I, I think this is a defense that is trending in the right direction. I think Dan Quinn, what he's done with the defense, it's been truly you know, life-changing for this defense, if you want to say that. I mean, they, they look a lot like they know what they're doing. Last year, they looked like, what, what are we doing? What are, what, what are we even trying to attempt? What are we trying to gain here? They look a lot smarter. And, well, Jalen Smith isn't on the field, so they're looking a lot better. <laughs> but in all seriousness, the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the game were the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys lost this game because of themselves. I don't want to hear the, oh, Greg Zerliner missed those multiple field goals. They lost the game. Oh, these the offensive P.I. Look, it's the NFL. It, I, I mean, it happens. It, those type of plays happen. It's how you adjust to those type of plays that win you the ball game. The Cowboys have plenty of opportunities. I mean, this if you look at the stats, you would think the Dallas Cowboys would have won this game. I mean, you really would have think that the Dallas Cowboys would have won this game. Right? They got two interceptions, two forced fumbles. Which, by the way, why is everyone hating on the force? Well, everyone's saying, oh, well, the force fumbles were luck. Those were good defensive plays. I mean, DeMonte Casey, I mean, a hell of a play. Hell of a player, Chris Godwin. I mean, hell of a play. I, I don't know why. I, is, is it just fun to hate on the Cowboys or is it? I, I don't get it. I mean, it was a hell of a play. I mean, that's what you want your safety to do. But I'm not going to go on a tangent there. But what I'm saying is it, you, you got it. And this was a problem all year with the Dallas Cowboys. It has been for the past few years is they can't convert in the red zone. And the, two, the interception that Trevon Diggs got and then the forced fumble by Demarcus Lawrence, both those were they were in the red zone. And they came in with three points with both of those drives. Three points. That's just unacceptable. I mean, that you right there are losing the game. They, I mean, you're already losing the game by not scoring in those positions. 
But I'm optimistic about the Dallas Cowboys this year. I, I, I really think what we saw, the product we saw on the field was a lot better than last year. And it, there's promise. The Buccaneers, they're going to be amazing. I mean, they're, they're going to be great. Are they back-to-back -back champs? I can't say that. I, I can't say that after seeing this game. Too many mistakes, too many penalties. I can't say that. But look, both the Cowboys have a they got they got a great schedule. And if if they they got a great schedule and easy division, there's no reason they shouldn't be 11 12 wins this year. Same with the Buccaneers, 13 wins, 12 wins. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off. Peace.